0: In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. In breaking news just in, Hong Kong-based gaming company Boya intends to buy $45 million worth of Bitcoin as a treasury asset. Hong Kong, let's freaking go. We'll also be discussing breaking news. BlackRock says that USDT and USDC stablecoins pose a risk to Bitcoin. And on-chain analyst William Clemente responded, BlackRock is funding their own investment, which is Circle, if and before their launch of their own stablecoin. But remember, it's only business. And according to Mr. Kevin O'Leary, the days of the crypto cowboys are over. Abu Dhabi's M2 exchange is exactly what this industry has been searching for. An exchange that is regulated, backed by billions of dollars, and tied to huge financial institutions. This is very promising for the crypto industry, he says. And according to the high priest Max Kaiser, the central banks have lost control, thanks to Bitcoin, traditional nation-states, have lost control thanks to Bitcoin. The one half second pre-consciousness where reality is formed is obliterating our collective consciousness. The Bitcoin singularity is upon us preach. Also in today's show, $48,000 is now a reasonable Bitcoin price target, according to decent traders, Philby Philby. I'm also going to be sharing with you a very bullish target of between one hundred dollars and $180,000 per BTC. Also breaking news, XRP jumps and then dumps on fake BlackRock XRP trust filing. We'll also be discussing BlackRock outlining why the SEC must approve the spot Ethereum ETFs, as well as the first deadline window is looming for the SEC to approve all of these Bitcoin ETFs. We'll also be discussing breaking news. The Grayscale CEO says they're ready for the main event and have been awaiting for this Bitcoin ETF approval. That's right. GBTC currently holds over 620,000 Bitcoin and will soon become a bona fide spot Bitcoin ETF. I'll be breaking all this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's Crypto News Alerts. Welcome, everyone, for tuning in. This is pod episode number 1461. I'm your host, JV, and today is November 14th, 2023. Lots of news to cover with you. Let's kick it off with our market watch. We can see Bitcoin consolidating down 4% on the day, trading just above $35,400. We have Ether down almost 6%, just under $2,000, while BNB, XRP, Cardano all pulling back. Now they say, when in doubt. So let's look at the past 30 days, and let's not forget, Bitcoin's still up 32%, trading at 35,400. We're still up roughly, I'd say, 120% from the beginning of the year. And again, we're just getting this party started. We're only halfway through Moonvember. You can see Ethereum is also up 27.5%. We got BNB up 16%, XRP up almost 29%, Cardano up 41%, and Solana, one of the top gainers in the top cryptos for the month, up a whopping 100 and 50% plus. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits at $1.36 trillion with roughly 68 billion in volume at the past 24 hours. We got the Bitcoin dominance at 51% even and the Ethereum dominance at 17 and a half percent. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours. Yes, Celestia leading the pack again, up a whopping 166% for the week, up 18% for the day, trading at $6 and 10 cents, followed by ETH DYDX, up almost 12%, trading at $3.49, followed by CASPA, up 7%, trading just above, uh, looks like 8.8 cents. Now, which altcoins are you currently most bullish on for this bull cycle? Please do let me know in that live chat. And don't forget, this is a live and interactive show. So let me know where you're tuning in from, what you're most excited about, and don't forget about that live poll there in the chat. And checking out Crypto Bubbles, we can see the top gainers for the day, only a handful with uh, TIA and ETH DYDX, Cake and RLB, and Solana's barely in the green along with costs. And if we look for the past month, we can see virtually everything is in the green, which ultimately means the market cap has been climbing in the past 30 days. A rising tide rises all ships and virtually every single altcoin is in the green. But currently for the daily and the weekly, we're consolidating just a little bit. And checking out the CryptoGrid and fear index shows we're currently rated a 69 in greed yesterday a 72 last week a 68 and uh last month a 45 in fear so there you have it what are you guys doing during this current dip are you stacking sats or are you just waiting for moon let me know in that chat good day to stack sats i'd say that every single day but especially when there is a four percent discount on the market because you know bitcoin's about to rip so let's freaking go but without further ado we still have so much to cover so let's dive into today's bitcoin technical analysis check out the charts where the bitcoin price action is likely to go next let it rip let's freaking go here we go bitcoin targeted thirty-seven thousand dollars at the november 14th wall street open as the u.s inflation data undercut expectations. Right here, you're looking at the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Now let's discuss CPI. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed Bitcoin strength returning to the CPI reflected, slowing inflation. In October, CPI came in 0.1% below the market forecast, both on the year-on-year and month-on-month. The annual change was 3.2% versus 4% for core CPI. Quoting the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Right here in an official press release, the all items index rose 3.2% for the 12 months ending October, a smaller increase than the 3.7% increase for the 12 months ending September. It also shared that the all items less food and energy index rose 4% over the last 12 months, its smallest 12 month change since the period ending in September of 2021. So there you have it. So versus the month over, where CPI was just one inflation metric, which overshot versus market consensus, the situation was probably different. The stocks immediately offered a warm reaction at the Wall Street Open with the S&P 500 up a modest one and a half percent for the day. This is the 31st consecutive month with inflation above three percent. But inflation seems to be back on the decline, according to the Kobisi letter. Now, Kobisi traditionally skeptical of the Fed policy in the current inflationary environment, nonetheless called the print a good result. Now, in line with other recent CPI releases, meanwhile, Bitcoin reacted only modestly, revisiting an intraday low before rising towards $37,000, while still range-bound. And analyzing market composition, we have on-chain monitoring resource material indicators, noting that liquidity was overall pretty thin, a key ingredient for aiding the volatility. And with the whales quiet on the exchanges, it added retail investors were increasing their Bitcoin exposure. I say especially the whales. Follow the smart money fam, quitting them here. It is no coincidence that the two smallest order classes are buying. It commented alongside the print for the order book liquidity on Binance. They also shared, upside liquidity around the active trading zone is so thin that the whales can't make large orders without major slippage. Watching the smallest order classes on the fire charts, CVD bid Bitcoin up as support strengthens above $36,000. Now let's discuss the... Bitcoin price retracements, according to another analyst, down around 4% from the 18 month high seen earlier in the month, where we touched $37,999 before correcting the Bitcoin price action, still impressed market participants who argued that come downs within the broader uptrend were not only standard but pretty appropriate. Quoting Crypto Slate here Bitcoin already down 4.5% from the highs, bull market corrections are normal and healthy. Preach, he also points out, could see up to 20% drawdowns from profit taking or liquidations. This is a normal occurrence and has been seen in previous cycles. So be prepared for all scenarios, fan. And Van Stratton precise crypto slate analysis from November 13th suggests that deeper Bitcoin price corrections can still come given Bitcoin was up 120% thus far year to date. As shared here, it's important to note that market corrections are a normal part of any financial cycle contributing to the overall health of the market. Now, Philby Philby, the co-founder of Trading Suite, decent trader, likewise predicted Bitcoin can see a significant drawdown prior to the April 2024 block subsidy halving event scheduled to take place in roughly five months. If you're pretty pumped for that Bitcoin halving, please do let me know. Also, breaking news just in out of Hong Kong, their base gaming company, Boya, intends to buy $45 million worth of Bitcoin as a treasury asset. Let's go. There's also a lot of news coming out of Hong Kong that they could be launching a spot Bitcoin ETF. We all know competition is a beautiful thing and maybe that'll spark a fire under Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC's butt. Just saying, let me know your thoughts and shout out to Hong Kong. Beautiful place to be. Also, more breaking news just in. BlackRock says that USDT, the largest stablecoin in the world, and USDC, stablecoins pose a risk. To Bitcoin, which is very interesting for them to come out and say that there has to be some logic behind it. Do you think BlackRock and Larry Fink are going to be launching their own stablecoin? Things that make you go, hmm. Now, on chain analyst William Clemente responded with the following BlackRock flooding their own investments, referring to Circle USDC. In before they launched their own stablecoin, remember, it's only business. That's right. And quoting uh, Kevin O'Leary, he's bringing up big news as well. He says the day of the crypto cowboys are over. He says Abu Dhabi's M2 exchange is exactly what this industry has been searching for an exchange that is regulated, backed by billions of dollars, and tied to huge financial institutions. This is very promising for the crypto industry. Now, there's also rumors we could be seeing an ETF coming out of the Middle East, just like one is going to be coming out of the United States and Hong Kong. Now, could it be Abu Dhabi? could it be Dubai? You let me know your thoughts, fam, because like I said, competition is a beautiful thing. In quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, the central banks have lost control, thanks to Bitcoin. Traditional nation states have lost control, thanks to Bitcoin. The one half second pre-consciousness where reality is formed is obliterating our collective consciousness. The Bitcoin singularity is... Upon us. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser. Let's freaking go. I still have so much to cover uh, with you today. So let's continue with where we left off and let's break down our next story of the day and discuss some potential Bitcoin price targets on the horizon for short term and long term. Let's break this baby down. First and foremost, we're going to be discussing 48,000 as a short term target. Here we go. Bitcoin Remains on track to near 50,000 per coin around next year's block subsidy halving, according to analysts. Philby, Philby. In his latest interview, the co-founder of Trading Suite, Decent Trader, shares his thoughts on the Bitcoin price action. So here we go. Bitcoin has well and truly cemented its exit from the sub 30,000 trading range, which characterized the market for much of 2023, according to Philby, Philby. Now, having overcome a multitude of resistance levels, the question for the Bitcoin bulls now is how high and how the price action will turn into the halving due April 2024, less than five months left remaining until this big event. Philby Philby argues that a reasonable bullish target can lie at just below that $50,000 mark. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. This echoes assumptions from his previous interview in early September when Bitcoin was trading just shy of $26,000. That said, a drawdown can easily come first, testing the morale of those who might already be used to Bitcoin price upside and continue reading to discover what the coming months can have in store for Bitcoin from a technical perspective here are some of the questions he was asked do you think the Bitcoin has definitely broken out of its previous range below 30,000 and how would you gauge the strength of the various moving averages that previously acted? as resistance. Here's what the analysts responded with. The 20, the 50, the 100 and 200 week simple moving averages are well around all 30,000 at the moment. They also lie toward the top of the trading range below 30,000 and above 25,000 in which Bitcoin spent 200 days or so. So the two combined would suggest that there will be buying interest below and together are a strong indicator of a breakout and trend change from the two year bear market as outlined right here in this chart. Next question they asked what's your timeline for Bitcoin ETF approval? And what do you think the event will do to the price action? He responded, my view on the ETF remains the same, which is that it will continue to be delayed as long as possible. You can thank no Claire Gare for that one fam, but a spot ETF is inevitable. The major players are not wasting their time. And so it continues to be a matter of when, amen. Now given their position on the market manipulation, I wouldn't be surprised to see the approval intentionally come from left field when you're least expecting it. Be prepared for the unexpected. He was also asked, where do you now draw the point of control on the Bitcoin price chart? What resistance and which support levels are you watching? He responded, this really depends upon the time frame. The last couple of years suggests 26,000 is an important point of control, but over the last six months, it would suggest closer to 27,000. There is resistance between 38 and 41,000. A lot of volume was traded there before many of the implosions we saw amongst crypto entities. Some people will exit, some will consider redeploying capital under a new environment. There is a clear area of contention. And also mention you were eyeing a Bitcoin price boost as part of a pre-halving action in quarter four has that perspective change much since. And some are concerned that quarter one of 2024 might have the opposite effect. Philby Philby responded, I think it's fair to say that we have seen the price appreciation in quarter four. The cyclical model implies that quarter one 2024 could pull back before another run into the halving. Now a 61.8% Fibonacci retracement of the bear market, 46 the $48,000 per bitcoin would be a reasonable technical target assumption from a bullish perspective in my opinion so there you have it let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst that around the time of the having bitcoin could be at roughly Forty-six dollars to $48,000 per coin. And now I promise you a more bullish long-term perspective coming from another analyst by the name of Henrik Zberg. He shares here, Bitcoin may soar to one hundred and seventy dollars to $180,000 per coin with a minimal target of $115,000 per BTC. Yes, a recession will hit the economy and risk assets will be crushed, but not yet. For now, risk assets include Bitcoin will soar. Stay bearish all you like, but you're on the wrong side of the market. Tune in to the Ziborg report. And here he has it right here in this chart, shows you a bullish scenario playing out for Bitcoin where we can 10 to 11x, the current price action. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst. Now, hypothetically speaking, if the Bitcoin price were to do a 10x from here, then we're realistically speaking about a $350,000 Bitcoin price. Let me know your thoughts, fam. So now that we broke down this 180,000 price target, now let's discuss a fake news report which sent XRP soaring and then dumping simultaneously right after. There's still a lot of controversy around this story. So let's discuss, is BlackRock planning on launching an XRP ETF? Let's break this baby down. Let's go. A BlackRock filing suggesting the asset manager was creating an XRP ETF caused a 12% spike in XRP, which, it quickly lost after the filing was confirmed fake. Now, the, stat, the saga lasted about an hour, November 13th, as users on X picked up the Delaware filing showing BlackRock filed to register the iShares XRP Trust, a precursor to launch an in-exchange traded fund. Now, XRP gained 12% spike in the 73 cents within 30 minutes of the news of the filing. However, it lost all of those gains in half an hour after it was confirmed to be a fake by Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balchunez, who said he spoke directly to BlackRock and they denied the rumor. Now, Balchunez speculated that someone listed the XRP trust on the Delaware list of corporations website by impersonating BlackRock Managing Director Daniel Schwager, quoting him here. This is false. Confirmed by BlackRock by me. Some wacko must have been added using BlackRock executive name. Come on, man. Now, Bitcoin Magazine analyst, on-chain analyst Dylan LeClaire, was one of the first to initially break the news. Balchunez and The Block also shared the listing on X and now deleted posts. BlackRock signaled its intention to expand beyond Bitcoin with its ETF aspirations after the firm filed for a spot Ethereum ETF on November 9th, just a few days back, which actually... Destroyed the pump when we were about to cross 38,000, as some of the market share went right into Ethereum, just FYI. Now, in light of the fake listing, uh reiterated that the Spot Ether ETF is real, and it was officially confirmed via the 19B4 submission by the NASDAQ to the United States SEC, as he shared here on X. Now, I mean, you guys let me know, do you think this XRP listing could be a precursor and they could be listing something? Or do you think it's just a fake rumor to fake out the entire market? I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Clearly, BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world. Here's what we know for sure. They're coming for your Bitcoin. They're coming for your Ethereum. That's already a done deal. But what other altcoins could they be coming for? Do you think they will eventually launch a XRP, ETF, Solana, ETF, or... What others? Please do let me know. Just like kind of Grayscale, you know, they have the GBTC product, which uh, holds over 620,000 Bitcoin, and they have a plethora of different, you know, uh, coins to invest in as well. So I'm curious do you think BlackRock is coming after all of them or just the top ones? Please do let me know. And do you think they're likely to launch their own stablecoin now that they're already talking smack about USDT and USDC? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Which alts are you most bullish? On. And let's continue. There's still lots of news to share with you. So now let's break down everything regarding the Ethereum ETF, which uh, we just got the big news this week that BlackRock is going after your Ethereum. So let's discuss it. BlackRock outlines why the SEC must approve spot Ethereum ETFs. Here we go. Uh, BlackRock, largest asset manager with 10 trillion, has argued that the US SEC must approve spot ETFs. Ether ETFs like the one it seeks to launch. The Nasdaq stock market filed with the SEC to list and trade shares of BlackRock Spot ETF called the iShares Ethereum Trust, last week after the asset manager registered the fund with Delaware's division of corporations, which we shared here on the show. Now, in its SEC filing, the NASDAQ Stock Market LLC detailed that the sponsor of BlackRock Spot Ether ETF is iShares Delaware Trust Sponsor LLC, an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of BlackRock, and in addition, Coinbase Custody Trust Company is the custodian for the trust. Ether holdings, quoting them here. To this point, the lack of an ETP, which is an exchange traded product that holds spot Ether, exposes US investor assets to significant risks because investors that would otherwise seek crypto asset exposure through a spot ETH ETP are forced to find alternative exposure through generally riskier means, according to the NASDAQ, emphasizing the following approval of a spot. Ether ETP would represent a major win for the protection of U.S. investors in the crypto asset space. Hey, we just need ETPs and ETF spot already. We're sick of the futures. We don't need more and more futures, right? Now, in summary, both the exchange and the sponsor believe that this proposal and the included analysis are sufficient to establish that the CME ETH futures market represents a regulated market of significant size as it relates both to the CME ETH futures market and to the spot Ether market and that it is a proposal should be approved, according to the filing. NASDAQ also noted that the sponsor believes the differences between the Investment Company Act of 1940 and the Securities Act of 1933 and the surveillance sharing available for the CME ETH futures market and the spot Ether market are not meaningful in the context of ETH-based ETF and ETP proposals. However, in a recent case of Grayscale Investments versus the SEC, the court found that the security regulator failed to explain why. It approved Bitcoin future ETPs, but disapproved the Grayscale's proposal to convert its Bitcoin trust, GBTC, to a spot Bitcoin ETF. The court subsequently vacated the SEC's disapproval order. Now, NASDAQ noted October 2nd, the SEC approved nine Ethereum futures ETFs for trading, quoting them here, given that the commission has approved ETFs that offer exposure to ETH futures, which themselves are priced based on the underlying spot Ethereum market. The sponsor believes that the commission must also approve ETPs that offer exposure to spot ETH, just like the trust, according to the exchange, concluding the following. The sponsor believes that the commission's approval of ETH futures ETFs must and means it must also approve spot ether etps like the trust i mean the same argument with bitcoin if you're going to accept and allow all the futures etfs you got to eventually accept the spot ETF, which is what the investors truly want, right? Now, BlackRock also has an application with the SEC for a spot Bitcoin ETF, which we know. In October, their CEO, Lawrence Fink, said there is a strong demand and pent-up interest in crypto. He previously said that crypto will transcend any one currency, amen, and that BlackRock seeks to democratize crypto. Fink also sees Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation and currency devaluation. So there you have it. My crypto fam, let me know if you agree or disagree with the sentiment of BlackRock that the SEC must approve Ethereum ETFs. And what about the Bitcoin ETFs? Let me know as well. All right, guys, I still got some more breaking stories and news to share with you. So let's continue with where we left off. Our next story, we're going to be discussing the ETF Deadlines. There is a window open right now until the 17th. We have three more days. There's still a potential possibility from left field that Gary Gensler approves all one dozen ETF applications on the table on his desk right now. So let's break this down. Now, again, this isn't likely to happen, but it can happen. So we must discuss it. The US SEC could approve all 12 pending spot Bitcoin ETF apps by November 17th, four days away, fam. I believe that's Friday. Beginning on November 9th, the SEC reportedly has a window to approve all of them, including Grayscale's investment conversion of its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust product, which currently holds over 620,000 BTC, making them the largest hodler of Bitcoin on the planet. However, even if the SEC approves spot Bitcoin ETFs by November 17th, you gotta note, it could be more than a month before the products officially launch. So do keep that in mind, but it would be a beautiful Christmas present, wouldn't it? The expected delay in launch following SEC approval would be due to the two-step process of launching an ETF, For an issuer to start a Bitcoin ETF, it must get the approval from the SEC's Trading and Markets Division on its 19B4 filings and its Corporate Finance Division on the S1 filings or prospectus. And of the 12 Bitcoin ETF apps, nine issuers have already submitted revised prospectuses showing they have communicated with the Corporate Finance division. Let's go. Meanwhile, the NASDAQ filed the 19B4 form with the securities regulator on behalf of the $9 trillion asset management giant BlackRock for a proposed ETF, the iShares Ethereum Trust. The move signals BlackRock's intention to expand beyond Bitcoin with its crypto ETF aspirations. The fund has already registered the corporate entity, iShares Ethereum Trust in Delaware, and at least five other firms are seeking SEC approval for a spot Ether ETF. This includes VanEck, ARK21 shares, which is Kathy Wood's company, Invesco, Grayscale, as well as Hashdex. Now let's discuss Clarity Act may forbid the U.S. officials from engaging with Tether's parent company. Interesting, right? U.S. Representatives Zach Nunn and Abigail Spanberger have jointly introduced the Creating Legal Accountability for Rogue Innovators and Tech Act of 2023, or the Clarity Act of 2023. Now, the legislation aims to prohibit federal government officials from conducting business with Chinese blockchain companies. Hmm. The act would ban government employees from using the underlying networks of Chinese blockchain or crypto trading platforms. Furthermore, it would... would explicitly forbid U.S. government officials from engaging in transactions with iFinex, the parent company of USDT issuer, Tether. Very interesting, and 47 countries pledged to start exchanging crypto tax data by 2027. That's definitely not a good look, fam. Protect your information because people will steal it and use it against you. Just saying. But what's your thoughts on that? Please do uh, let me know. And actually, want to share this with you while we're on uh, the topic as well. You should be able to see right here. This is coming from James Safart, who is a lead ETF expert over at Bloomberg. Here's what he had to share. We're nearing in on the deadline dates for three spot Bitcoin ETF apps. I want to go ahead of it because there's a pretty good chance we'll see delay orders from the SEC. Delay would not change anything about our views and the 90% odds for the 19B4 approval by January 10th of 2024. Now let's blow this up. Let me know if you can see this clearly right now on your screen. It basically shows you some of the deadlines you can see in the green boxes, which he outlined. The first deadline, we have the 17th of this month, which is only four days out. That's for the hashdex Bitcoin ETF, as well as for Franklin Bitcoin ETF. And then for the second deadline, you see the green box hovered around the Global X Bitcoin Trust refiling for Global X. So those are the three to keep your eyes out on right now. And uh, which one do you feel will likely get the green light? First, from the SEC, or do you feel it will be a cluster of all of them being approved at the same time to avoid showing favoritism? Let me know, fam. Now let's dive in to our breaking story of the day and discuss everything related to the Grayscale ETF. Why is Grayscale such a big deal? Because they have the GBTC product, which is their Bitcoin trust, which currently holds over uh, 620,000 BTC, making them the largest hodler of Bitcoin in the world. If they get this green light from the SEC to convert their product into a spot Bitcoin ETF, they're already holding on to the underlying asset. BlackRock is playing catch up. They announced BlackRock officially that they just started seeding their BlackRock ETF in October. Grayscale has the first mover's advantage. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. So let's break this down. Here we go. Grayscale CEO by the name of Michael Sunnenshine. he says, we're ready for the main event. We have been awaiting this spot Bitcoin ETF approval. Now, he also says it's not a matter of when, I mean, it's a matter of when, not a matter of if anymore. I agree with that uh, 100%. I want to read you this. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is on its way to become a bona fide spot Bitcoin ETF. But in case you have not realized it, GBTC is already a massive product. Here's two stats, fam. GBTC has about $25 billion of assets under management. That's half the size of gold's ETF. Let that sink in. And number two, GBTC controls about 620,000 bitcoins. That's more than half of what Satoshi is believed to control. They say Satoshi's wallets hold roughly 1.1 million bitcoin. Well, GBTC has half that amount of bitcoin, making them the largest bitcoin hodler in the world next to Satoshi. So when they get this thing converted into an ETF, they will already be operating at scale with the first mover's advantage. Let's take a look at this chart to see the scale here we're talking about. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is about to become an ETF, but it's already massive. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has something like $25 billion in assets under management. So check this out. Controlled by Satoshi, you see all those orange squares. Then controlled by GBTC, so you can see a comparison to Satoshi's wallet. And then you can see MicroStrategy, which currently controls over 158,400 BTC. So naturally, Satoshi is the largest, then we have GBTC, and then we have MicroStrategy, and this baby is just getting started, just saying. So yeah, let's break this baby down. Here we go. Let's discuss Grayscale and the likelihood of the spot ETF approval. Grayscale CEO, Michael Sunnenschein, shared Monday morning, he says, it's been a 10-year dress rehearsal, meaning they've been awaiting a spot Bitcoin ETF for the past freaking decade and says they're ready for this main event. Let's get ready to rumble. Just saying, I had to do that. I had a seemingly imminent approval for the conversion of its flagship fund into the spot ETF, as Michael Sunshine shares here. Now on June 29th of 2022, Grayscale filed a lawsuit against the SEC, and thank God they did for denying a spot Bitcoin ETF conversion. And ever since, Grayscale won its lawsuit against the SEC, with the regulator then deciding not to appeal the court decision after, because they know it's a big fat L, and they don't stand the chance in the appeal. Otherwise, they would have appealed it. So that was an omen right there that the ETFs getting approved. Ten days later, the U.S. Court of Appeals issued a mandate that the SEC must re-review the Grayscale Spot Bitcoin ETF app. An approval of a spot ETF by the SEC appears almost certain, with Grayscale's chief legal officer recently saying the spot Bitcoin ETF approval is a matter of when and not a matter of if anymore. We also have JP Morgan, who commented back in September, saying that the SEC will likely be forced to approve the spot Bitcoin ETFs following Grayscale's victory in court. And I agree. I don't think they willfully want it. They prefer to control the markets through futures. But the people want it, the people demand it, and they're supposed to be protecting the best interests of the people. So the people, we rise, we get what we want. We just got to demand it from the damn SEC, right? Now, last week, it was highlighted by Bloomberg ETF analyst James SafeHeart that a brief window of opportunity, as I discussed earlier, they have uh, until the 17th to approve all 12 spot Bitcoin ETF filings, including the Grayscale GBTC conversion. This window opened up last Thursday and remains open until Friday, with this being the last chance of approval for a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States in 2023. So there's still hope. Will it be approved? You guys let me know. And while it's possible the batch of spot ETFs get approved this week, it is seemingly unlikely. If we are indeed going to see Bitcoin ETF approval this wave, I think it is more likely to happen closer to January than this current window, according to the ETF expert, James Safar, as he shares here on X. New research note for me today, we still believe 90% chance by January 10th. So that's the date to mark on your calendar, fam, for the spot Bitcoin ETF approvals. But if it comes earlier, we're entering a window where we could waive an order of approvals for the current applications could occur. So there is a chance but probably not going to happen this week. But again, there's still hope. Bitcoin's now up 122% year to date at this time. Not too shabby. And that's thanks to the speculation of the first spot Bitcoin ETF being approved in the United States, in addition to the upcoming halving for 2024. So send it and let's freaking go. A couple more tweets I wanted to share. I thought this was pretty cool. It's been 10-year dress rehearsal. We're ready for this main event, referring to the approval of the spot ETF. Now, another analyst, Scott Johnson, shared the following. Looks like we've got some confirmation of number one without a hard timeline, so almost certainly decided alongside on the other apps. The most likely outcome. Uh, As he shared here on the back of his recent tweet, my guess is Grayscale is in one of two positions. Number one, they've received assurances that they'll receive a new order within uh, X amount of days or alongside the other apps. Or number two, they have not received assurances and have demanded a new order by the date or will pursue judicial remedy. So there you freaking have it. And as Nate Jirasi shares here, surprise how quiet it is. GBTC conversion to the ETF. Grayscale won the court case on August 29th, filed the uh, uh, the S3 registration statement October 19th, and the court issued the formal mandate on the ruling October 23rd, but apparently still no word from the SEC on whether Grayscale needs to refile a 19B4. So there you have it my crypto fam, when do you feel Grayscale will finally get the green light from the SEC and the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, Mr. Gare himself? Do you think it can potentially be this week? Are your fingers crossed? Are you hopeful? Are you looking forward to the approval by January 10th? Do let me know. But either way, worst case scenario, less than 60 days away from ETF approval. And they say probably within 30 days from the time we get the green light, the product will officially launch. I hope GBTC does get that green light, because like I said, they're already sitting on the underlying asset. So they have the first mover's advantage against Fidelity, BlackRock, ARK 21 shares, and all the rest of them. We also have the Winklevoss twins, believe it or not, they were the very first to submit a spot Bitcoin ETF approval to the SEC, Over a decade ago, that's right. They're the owners of the Gemini Exchange. Crazy, right? And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode, HODL.